The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Guys, Ralph Marlboro here. You know... I take my flavored whiskey very seriously and would never steer you wrong. I want to tell you about Hardhide Ponchatoula Strawberry Whiskey. Hardhide Ponchatoula Strawberry Whiskey is a strawberry flavored whiskey blended with aged wheat whiskey, American light whiskey, fresh strawberries from Ponchatoula, Louisiana. It's 86 proof. Blended and bottled in New Orleans, Louisiana at the Porch Jam Distillery. Hardhide Strawberry Whiskey is not for the thin-skinned. Hardhide Ponchatoula Strawberry Whiskey is supporting Saints Happy Hour all football season. So support the people who support the show. Grab a bottle of Hardhide Ponchatoula Strawberry Whiskey today. You can pick up a bottle wherever fine spirits are sold in Louisiana, Mississippi, Texas, Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, and Tennessee. To learn more and to find a location to get a bottle near you, go to hardhidestrawberrywhiskey.com. That's hardhidestrawberrywhiskey.com. Welcome to the award-winning Saints Happy Hour podcast. Seriously, this podcast has won awards? American standards are dropping every day. The show features Ralph, the best host in the world, who can barely pronounce his own name, much less anyone else's. Marcus Colson, Colston, I mean, uh, Marcus Calloway. Dave is that dude who loves taking bathroom breaks. He's mad about almost anything, so make sure to lower your volume when he speaks. Put that freaking clown meme back up that I made. Jesus Christ. Andrew has sources, watches tapes, and knows football. He rarely shows up on time and wants to commit crimes to help the Saints win. Sean Payton would have done illegal things. Don't tell me I'm wrong, because you know it's true. Oh, and there's also Kevin, who is great at doing mock drafts, but struggles to actually watch Saints games or have a functioning relationship. Budrich wants to know how uh, the doctor's doing. That... That ended. Anyway, grab a drink, sit back, and enjoy the insanity. All right, everybody, welcome to another edition of Saints Happy Hour podcast. As always, we are presented by Hardhide Ponchatoula Strawberry Whiskey. All right, I got Andrew with me. This year, Andrew, we're doing something a little different. You used to do written grades for the people, but... In we we task Thomas off season analyzing like what content do you people consume? What do you like that we do? You say you like one thing, but you consume other things. So we we had Thomas get in the lab and pull in and analyze all our content. And he told us, he's like, they love the film breakdown podcast that you do with Andrew about the grades, but they don't read the grades. So we were like, you know what? We'll have Andrew watch TLDR. And yeah, I mean. I enjoy watching the film and breaking it all down, but if it's TLDR and none of you guys, there's like three <laughs> of you that, that, that actually take the time to read it all. So, uh, yeah, so message received, and honestly, it's a, a lot less work for me to type out all those words. Um, right. So it's all good. It's all good. So we're going to break down the film today, and – I want to when we do the when we did the grades the tradition is well, I start with the good especially when the Saints win so we're going to start with the good Andrew yeah. and 
the defense, they created three turnovers, which that could possibly mean our national turnover drought is officially over. (laughs) But to me, the great news about the turnovers, two of the three, they weren't like, oh, it was a tip and it was just a random linebacker just scooping it out of the air. Oh, it was it was a tip and and you know, some roach caught it and oh, that's not funny. Two of the three interceptions were tremendous plays, and the third was as good a tip drill play as you'll ever see. So, like this to me, the Saints haven't even the turnover luck, it might be changing on a on a sort of macro scale, but on a micro scale, we haven't even seen the tip drills, the, oh, the other team fumbled and the Saints scooped and scored. Like, I'm super excited about the turnovers, but just talk to the secondary in general, how great they look, Sunday. Yeah, outstanding. And, you know, uh, Lattimore, I don't know if he was just being managed with his knee. He missed a handful of snaps. Um, and, uh, maybe he was gassed just fitness wise, but, uh, you know, Isaac Yidem comes in and they, they immediately go after him. He tips a ball. They get a pick there. Uh, they go after Ugo Amadi who comes in, uh, it looked like Alante Taylor was having cramps They immediately go after him. He almost has a pick. Lattimore was very close to having a second that hit him right in the hand. So I, I, they were getting their hands on a lot of balls. It's not just that they picked off three passes. It's if they could have had three more. And so I think that's where you look at it and you're like, exactly what you said. This isn't a fluke. This isn't like, you know, they fell ass backwards into a couple turnovers. Like they, they were creating opportunities by getting their hands on balls. And, you know, I think part of it is everyone's healthy right now, you know? Yeah. And I think it, at times last year, even when, Adebo was playing. You could tell he wasn't moving very well. His ankle was bothering him. Uh, you know, Lattimore obviously had the injury. When he came back, he had a pick, but he he wasn't quite right. And so, look, I, I think the, the biggest playmaker on the back end in terms of just ball skills is Teron Matthew. And he, he, he didn't really even get in the mix getting his hand on ball. So when you're getting three picks without him really getting involved, like it just tells you how, how many picks – and turnovers this defense yeah, and has this, the potential of creating. And listen, we we I even said it on the postgame show, like Tannehill was the MVP for the Saints. <laughs> but here's the here's the thing about the Saints schedule. I can argue Tannehill is one of the best quarterbacks they're gonna play all year. That like, not only that, but like Hopkins is one of the best receivers they're gonna yeah. face all year. And they shut his ass down. I mean, he <laughs> made a handful of plays, but I'm telling you, man, this, this secondary, hopefully they can stay healthy. Uh, but uh, it, it, it's looking good. You know, one thing that we you talked about early last year, and we talked about in training camp, and then it was different the second half of the year, was Honey Badger. He, look, he had some personal issues off the field that he was dealing with, family situation. He was late to camp. And he kind of looked like not into it all the way last year for like the first half of the year. And then the second half of the year, a light turned on. He said he got more comfortable in the Dennis Allen defense. He was more aggressive. He was better at tackling. I continue to see that, Andrew. I know he didn't get the big plays that we're like used to, but I saw him sticking his head in there, taking on blocks. He looked really engaged and, and is continuing the really good play that he finished 2022 with well first of all he he had a one-on-one play with derrick henry and took derrick henry down off the edge and i i, I was like whoa i i don't know that i've seen honey badger yep. make a tackle that good in a saints uniform period like that might have been his best tackle 
going up against the running back twice the size. So good to see him stick his head in there. There was another play where there was kind of a flare pass. I think it was to Ty J Spears, but uh, his ability to recognize and close on that play and make the tackle immediately was another just like, damn, he is on it. So uh, I don't know that he was necessarily tested or had an opportunity to really show his best football, but there were little signs in this game of just little things where I was like, oh yeah, he, he he's primed and ready. And eventually the ball's going to come his way. Someone's going to take a risk. Someone's going to test him, or he's going to fool someone into throwing, baiting someone into throwing a ball <laughs> where he can go get it. But like, I, I, while, while he wasn't popping off the screen in the sense, you know, sometimes you got, the game doesn't come to you as much, right? Mm-hmm. Um, while, while he wasn't necessarily popping off the screen, there were certainly moments with him that were really encouraging. So yeah, look, the defense top to bottom was fantastic. Henry had a couple plays. I will say this. I thought both Carmichael and Dennis Allen made tremendous halftime adjustments yeah. on both sides of the ball. And if you look at what Hen- Derrick Henry did in the second half, the Saints completely shut him down. Summarily it forced the Titans to have to throw the ball because Henry was going nowhere. And that they basically made that game exactly what they wanted it to be because once Tennessee started throwing, they they just couldn't they yeah. couldn't consistently I, make plays and and I risk mean, the risk was much higher. Guys, Ralph Malbro here. You know I take my flavored whiskey very seriously and would never steer you wrong. I want to tell you about Hardhide Ponchatoula Strawberry Whiskey. Hardhide Ponchatoula Strawberry Whiskey is a strawberry-flavored whiskey blended with aged wheat whiskey, American light whiskey, fresh strawberries from Ponchatoula, Louisiana. It's 86 proof. Blended and bottled in New Orleans, Louisiana at the Porch Jam Distillery. Hardhide Strawberry Whiskey is not for the thin-skinned. Hardhide Ponchatoula Strawberry Whiskey is supporting Saints Happy Hour all football season. So support the people who support the show. Grab a bottle of Hardhide Ponchatoula Strawberry Whiskey today. You can pick up a bottle wherever fine spirits are sold in Louisiana, Mississippi, Texas, Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, and Tennessee. To learn more and to find a location to get a bottle near you, go to hardhidestrawberrywhiskey.com. That's hardhidestrawberrywhiskey.com. Since Dennis Allen has been back as the Saints defensive coordinator when they fired Rob Ryan in 2015, one of his strengths has been he's been a great adjuster. Even in 2016 when the Saints defense was still bad, going into 2017, one of the things that we kind of cling to, I remember that year, you were like, man, well, at least Dennis Allen, they were really good in second halves. So maybe we're, we're seeing like small progress. So he's been good at that. And like, they're just good. Like Dennis Allen, he knows how to get the best and identify guys in the secondary. And he knows what he wants them to do. Final question on defense. Then we'll get to the offense. The defensive line. Um, what did you see out of it? I know your UDFA son was amazing. But Brian Bercy, Andrew, he just looks different like there were points i was like why don't we play him at end he's so big and so quick and so fast like that dude i don't know what he's gonna be but i'm a hundred percent sure he looks different and 
Defensive linemen aren't supposed to move like that. I think he's earned himself additional snaps. So I, I think you're you're going to see each week his responsibilities increase, not the other way around. Um, he he looks like the real deal. That looks like a phenomenal pick. Uh, you know, I guess I'll start with the starters. Um, you know, if if there's only if there's, I, I think Carl Granderson was tremendous. I thought he was consistently getting pressure. You know, Carl Granderson, remember his evolution is, you know, at first he was very much a speed edge guy. And he was really about just being bendy and, and, and creating pass rush if he played a tackle that was maybe a little bit slower where he could get around him. And that was really his entire game. Then he put on a bunch of weight. He got much better against the run, but maybe felt a little bit less explosive. Um, and so that's – you felt like he was better against the run, but he kind of lost his, his uh, quickness to the quarterback. And now I feel like it's all come together. I feel like he's, he's gotten a lot better against the run. Uh, he's a good pass rusher. He's, he's developed more moves. He can bull rush now uh, with his, at his new power. So Granderson was really, really good, really encouraging. I thought he's six, some, some, he's, he's six and a half sacks away from $50 million next March. Yeah, probably. Um, I thought Saunders uh, was very good at controlling the line of scrimmage, good effort um from him and i thought he he was able to kind of push the pile move things well you cam jordan was cam jordan he was getting a lot of attention but you're happy with him the only one on the front four that i would say was kind of like it was shepherd i was actually disappointed in him and so you know if you look at his game and how he played there were some shaky moments especially defending the run he's pushed around a little bit and so you wonder, does that mean more snaps for Malcolm Roach or Brian Bercy? So I would say that that's mm-hmm. one thing to keep an eye on because, you know, Roach and, and Bercy both are good players and they deserve more snaps. Um, you know, when they when, when they were in obvious passing situations, it was interesting to see uh, Tano Passanio play a good bit. And he was kicked inside. And I thought that was a good move because I think he's a good pass rusher. He's tall at 6'7", and he can get his hands up. And, you know, it's a massive wingspan. And I think a lot of times him getting his hands up was forcing arm angles or throwing windows to change on Tannehill. And that's why Cam Jordan was able to get his hands on a few balls. So I thought that was interesting. And then, you know, obviously I look, the Peyton Turner injury was really unfortunate. Um, It sounds like he's going to be out for a while, maybe, maybe for a long while, but I actually thought his snaps were really positive before he went out with that injury. In fact, on the play where he gets injured, he's kind of grabbing, Tannehill's jersey he gets to the quarterback there has a hurry and almost gets a sack there so you know it's unfortunate obviously injuries have kind of been the his whole career so far so we'll see what happens there but I would say that Shepard of all the guys was probably the one where I was like mm, not not quite what I was hoping for the rest I would say kind of across the board b plus or better yeah and so I mean that's really exciting uh, obviously in Turner they have a guy that goes down so We'll have to see what that means. Possibly snaps for Isaiah Foskey. Yeah, and we'll, you know, final thing on the defense is Pete Werner was, he had a tremendous play on a third down where it was a penalty, so Tennessee got a first down, but he makes a play where he goes all the way across, through the wash, tackles the guy short of the six. Like, Pete Werner is that guy. And I just Pete Werner's say- great. You know, you know, DeMario too, man. Like, yeah. I, like, DeMario, obviously, we know he's a step slower and, uh, I think he was exposed a couple times. Uh, certainly he bit on that trick play and really should have been beat for a touchdown. Um, but the throw wasn't good enough. But 
But overall, I mean, Demario Davis is still so physical. There, there's one, there's one run play in particular where he kind of gets shoved into the side by an offensive lineman, barely even flinches, shoots the gap, and blows up the running back. And it's just like, man, how many linebackers in the league can make that play? And here, and here's the thing I want to say about Demario Davis before we get to the offense. His daughter had a a thirty minute seizure on Saturday. Just regular life. My kid has a seat. I'm not going to work for a week. Like, I think, per- personally for me, if the Saints would have been like, Demario, he's, he's inactive. He's got a family situation. And it would have came out later in the week. His daughter had a 30-minute seizure Saturday. I'd have been like, yeah, I get it. I get why he didn't play. Dude, to be able to compartmentalize and still play at a high level when one of your children is having a serious medical issue that's a level i can like as a dad as a dad as a regular person i can't even think the ability to focus on your job like that it's incredible he has just uh i mean and you know part of it's his faith obviously and just how he is you know he he's working through him yeah you know yeah yeah and and so i I just think you see it on the field like you kind of I'm not I'm not saying he has a screw loose because of religion, but I think a lot of times we talk about defensive players and you have like you when you play football, especially on the defensive side, you gotta be a little crazy. You gotta have a little bit of a screw loose. And I just think I would say it's the opposite of him being crazy, but I just think he has such he he's so free in his head. Like he, there there's just no doubt that like I have to do this and put my body on the line because this is like God's purpose for me. I, I feel like he, he, his, he is mentally free because he's being fueled yep. by something that's much greater than what, what most guys on the field are fueled by. And so, and, and I think he, he channels all of that and he just views life as a blessing. And, you know, he's so blessed to be in the opportunity that he's in. And I think when he goes through adversity off the field with his family, he just finds a way to channel that as extra motivation to be thankful for the things that he has around him i mean it's crazy man like most people in life they get sad they get depressed they get scared they get anxious like he has just complete mental freedom from those things and that that dude is blessed i I don't don't know we could all live their life our lives that way i I mean mean, it's it's incredible it's 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 incredible and like he's not only he's not only a saints hall of famer and, and a and a, and a uh, the wall of honor in the dome, like he may be, like he's creeping, creeping closer to like not yet, but like Mount Rushmore status. So, but we'll see. So, yeah. guys, this is the end of the free version of the podcast. If you like the free version, and you listen to it. When we had Andrew, we had a record number of downloads on Monday. We had thirty five hundred people download this podcast, the free version on Monday. Thank you guys for listening. If you like the free version and you want the entire po- podcast that patrons get, go to SaintsHappyHour.com and become a patron. Sign up. You'll love it. I promise you'll get more podcasts. You won't have to deal with ads. So do it. Go to SaintsHappyHour.com and become a patron.